Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with my friend, Christina Ellis, and we are talking about finances and how to just honor the Lord with our finances, how to teach our kids to do that, how to teach them to be financially responsible, how to be financially responsible ourselves. Um, In episode one on Monday, Christina ran through kind of their list of of the seven baby steps that we can take um, that Dave Ramsey teaches and uh, they're fantastic. And, and we can go maybe a little bit more into depth on some of those. I know many of you have probably taken the Ramsey course already, like my husband and I have. And so you're already familiar with some of these things. Um, but we really do want to raise our kids up to honor the Lord with what He's blessed them with, what He's provided for them. You know, some people have lots of money, some people don't have as much, and it doesn't matter what your bank account looks like. It matters how we manage what the Lord has has blessed us with. And so we're talking about those things this week. Um, so we're going to get back into our conversation But before we do, I want to say thank you to our sponsor again, BJU Press Homeschool. Every child has a unique individual learning style. BJU Press has video lessons with engaging teachers to lead your children through each of their academic subjects. These experienced teachers will present lesson content from multiple angles so your children can absorb information at a comfortable pace. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your students. Thank you so much to BJU Press Homeschool. We're so grateful for them um, and our other sponsors as well who keep this podcast going. So, um, all right, Christina, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad to have you back. And this is a fun conversation to have. It's one, like I said in the first episode, that every parent needs to have because we all manage money one way or another. Everyone has money passed through their their hands. And um Everybody's dealing with it on a daily basis. (laughs) Yes, on a daily basis. And so this really is good, important, practical, um, real life stuff that we're we're handling. And as homeschool parents, um, it is so important for us to teach our kids these things because kids don't learn these things. You were talking about statistics. I don't, I think you were talking about this off air, Um, but tell me some of the statistics that you have found with kids coming out of school and not knowing about how to deal with money. Yeah, there's a stat that says that 88% of people felt like they did not leave high school prepared to deal with money in the real world, which is crazy. That's most adults. And one in three students had stress around money within a year of graduating from high school. And so just seeing how quickly the real world can catch up with kids, especially if they're not prepared, it's just really eye-opening. And I just want to encourage parents because you have such an opportunity now to teach your kids all the things that you wished you would have known when you were in high school. I think we all have those things that we're like, why didn't I know this basic money stuff early on? And it's frustrating, but it's also encouraging and empowering to go, okay, what I didn't know, I want to make sure I equip my kids with the knowledge so that they can walk forward confidently. Right, right. And in order to equip our kids, we have to know it ourselves as parents, just like God's word. I mean, we can't pass on what we don't know. We can't pass on our love for Jesus if we don't love Jesus ourselves. And so with money, it's the same thing. We have to equip ourselves and, and, um, you know, it takes study, it takes intention, it takes knowing where to look and where to go and what to do. And it takes people like you, Christina, who come alongside of us and help teach us how to do this money thing. So let's talk really quickly about contentment. Cause I know that in our society and it's not anything new, you know, uh, but with our kids, oftentimes they're the reason I think whether with our kids or with us ourselves, that we end up in such great amounts of debt is because 
we're not content with the things we have. We always want more. We want bigger. We want better. We want to have the bigger house, the bigger car, the better vacations, all the things instead of just being content. So let's park there for just a minute. Yeah, it's such an important topic. And I think it's something that's constantly changing. This has been something for our family that's been huge the last month to two months. So I did this big challenge on Instagram and on The Ramsey Show where I challenged people to do a no-spend month where basically Mm. you don't spend any money outside of essentials for an entire month. So you spend on food, utilities, shelter, transportation. We call those the four four walls. But outside of that, you really buckle down and watch everything you spend. And we challenged ourselves to only spend $100 a week on groceries, which that was a lot for our family. We were like, okay, we really have to buckle down. But it was so good and so eye-opening for me personally and so many people in our community because it's like, wow, we are spending so much money and we really have so much more margin than we realized. And it just really made me start questioning, you know, like, why am I getting Amazon boxes on my doorstep every day? Like, why am I spending so much on groceries? If we really buckle down and we're content with these simple things, we can save so much more money every month. So it's been really good for me and healthy for me and even our kids because my four-year-old was like, oh, we can't spend any money. And I'm like, how do you already know that at four? But it's important because it's like just showing them by us cutting back and going, we're going to be super intentional with our money. They're watching us model that and also watching us like in the decision process of deciding around money with our family. Yeah. You know, I almost heard the laughs out loud when you said $100 on groceries, because you're talking to homeschool families and most homeschool families have four or more kids. And so you're, you're saying $100 a week on groceries for a family of six. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I probably, I'm... but, but you're not saying like every family should only spend $100 oh, on groceries. It just no. was funny the way you said that. And I was like, oh, I don't know. There's some pretty big families listening to this. <laughs> I, we had, I had several people on Instagram be like, I have seven kids. Right, <laughs> right. Like, okay. You do you. You got to figure out what's you right for you. You get $120 a month or a week. <laughs> Whatever challenges you to kind of just figure out what's necessary is what matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're not going to spend $100 a week every month. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but it was good because even for me going into it, I was like, I don't know if I can pull this off. Like that was a challenge. Yeah. The reason I did this is I told people I felt like my budget was getting fluffy, kind of like my body was after all the Christmas cookies <laughs> in December. I was like, I just need to take a moment to reset and go, what? What is actually necessary, especially after last year with inflation yeah. and uh. so many things increasing. And I just think lifestyle is changing, right? Like 10 years ago, we yeah. couldn't just order Amazon so easily where it was like on our doorstep. And it's right. like all these things, all these convenience items, Uber Eats, all these different things can, can be delivered quickly. It's all happened with a lot of us stopping and consciously thinking through, wait a minute, like, do we actually need this stuff? Do we yeah. actually want our lives to be built around this level of convenience. And so it's really just about taking a pause and being intentional with your decisions and going, wait, I am I'm falling into consumer traps without even really thinking about it. I'm just kind of going for comfort. And also with with groceries and inflation, it's like, okay, the game changed. But that doesn't mean that we want our budgets to be busted just because of that. What can we do to strategically cut back on expenses so that even though the world has a lot of stuff going on with finances. And even though it feels overwhelming, my family can still build wealth, pay off debt and win with money. You know, yeah. whatever situation you're in, if you're paying off debt, if you're trying to save for college, 
Like you can grab control of your finances right now and really work to build that level of peace in your life. Yep. Yep. It has to be so intentional though. I mean, you know, if you're talking about only spending a hundred or, you know, $200, if you're a bigger family on groceries for a week, um, that means you have to really game plan. You have to menu plan. You have to know exactly what products you're buying, you know, what, what recipes are you going to make? You can't have top ramen for dinner every night. You know, it's just because you've got health that plays into it as well. And so it's hard. You have to really be intentional about those things. And honestly, as homeschool families, that's one thing I have found for myself. In addition to not loving math, I also do not enjoy being in the kitchen to cook. Um, And so my oldest daughter, she really enjoys, as a matter of fact, this year, she's taking a culinary class and a home ec class, two separate classes. It's awesome. And so she'll just sit down and say, okay, mom, let's make a menu and let's do a grocery list together. And I love that she's learning to do those things herself because that's preparing her for her life, for her, you know, for being a mom, for being a wife and for just learning how to figure out. And one of my tricks, I don't know if you do this. One of my tricks for um, budgeting groceries is I do Walmart or Aldi online pickup. And I can compare prices between the two and I'll shop online. And what I find for myself is that I don't get tempted with all of the other things as I'm walking up and down the aisles. I just go to the one specific thing that I want. You know, I need asparagus or I need sour cream. And so I just look at that item, but I'm not being tempted by the Oreos and Chips Ahoy as I'm going down the aisles. So that really has helped me a lot in keeping our budget where it needs to go and not spending a bunch of unnecessary money on food. And that's one of the big things I've been telling people is like, make sure you go in with a list, go in with a plan or if Mm -hmm. you order online, that makes it easy to kind of simplify things. But it's like, you gotta be intentional with it. I actually put out a meal plan on my Instagram that was like basically the meals we were having over seven days and our grocery list that would equal $100 so people could see it. Oh yeah. It's been very exciting because I've had count like I've had so many people reach out and say like I didn't think we could do it like I kind of thought like oh we're gonna try this and we cut you know hundreds of dollars off our grocery bill and I think it's just that level of intentionality of going you know I've got to be really strategic I've got to go in with a plan and I totally resonate with you when you say you don't like to cook because that is me and I actually (laughs) said like most of the recipes we're doing like my goal (laughs) is to have my now four-year-old be able to do most of these recipes by the time he's like six or seven. Nice. Like, I love I'm, it. <laughs> I like what you said with your daughter, like doing the meal plan. I'm like, that is like my dream. That, like, right? Our kids will want to take that over someday. <laughs> yeah. It's great because she does that. And then she actually executes it as well. I mean, she'll go into the kitchen and make the food and she enjoys it so much more than I do. <laughs> that like, is... Yay. I tell her all the time, <laughs> like, this is why we had kids was so that you would cook and clean for me. <laughs> like that is literally my dream. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a win-win. Oh my goodness. Kids are so much fun. They are a blessing and it really is. It is fun to be able to do life with them um, well, like that. And my 12-year-old too. I mean, she does the same things. She's great in the kitchen, so much better than me. And uh, though she likes real, to bake. That's awesome. And that's just real life skills. That's yeah. even with money. Like that's in the kitchen, but you can do a lot of this with money whenever you're shopping, yep. being open with your kid, helping them understand that things cost things. Look at the yes. prices in the grocery store. Let them know that you're on a budget. They can help pay when you check yeah. out. Like let them be in your real life. It doesn't always have to be learning in a classroom. That's amazing. But a lot, especially with homeschool parents, you have so many opportunities to just teach real world skills while it's actually happening. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. 
It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC Math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Christina. Um, Let's talk really quickly about how to get our kids on a budget. Um, And this is something, you know, we talked about helping our kids learn to be content Um, but getting them on a budget, I think is part of that puzzle, right? Because Mm -hmm. they have to be content with what they have in order to get on a budget. So let's park there for a minute. Yeah. I would encourage you to walk them through a zero-based budget, which is basically where your income minus expenses equal zero. So you'll help them write out their income at the top and then write out any expenses that they have. And then you want that to basically minus out and equal zero. And I would just do it with pen and paper. Mm-hmm. We've got an incredible app for the parents called Every Dollar. That's what my family uses. Oh, and okay. it, it basically does the zero-based budget online for you. You can just, it syncs with your bank and you can just add the transactions in. It makes it amazingly easy. But for kids for now, I would just walk them through it on paper and, and just help them understand how that adds up and how the money factors in and, you know, how expenses, you know, you deduct that from your income and things actually cost things and how it all works together. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on bank accounts for kids? Like my girls both have two bank accounts. They have a spending account and a savings account. But to be super transparent and honest with you, we're not great at it. I mean, they have their savings account and then they'll want something, you know, or to go to some event or something. And I'm like, well, we'll just move money from that savings account into your spending oh. account. And then they've got money, which I know is not really the purpose of it. Um, but that's just, you know, how how we've done it with them. And I'm like, we really need to get a hold of these accounts. What are your thoughts on bank accounts for kids and how do we manage those with them? Yeah, I don't have super strong opinions on bank accounts for kids. I think it's just whatever works best for your family. I think, especially depending on how much money it is, it helps kids to actually see cash and understand like the friction of money and how things go back and forth, Uh Um, especially with young kids. I mean, in our family, we still do a piggy bank um, and, and keep it pretty simple. But I think it really is just personal preference. I think for a lot of parents, it's a little bit overwhelming to kind of deal with the bank accounts early on. Um, But as they get into high school and when they're having their own job, it can be good to kind of walk through that. And we actually teach all about that in uh, Foundations of Personal Finance, our curriculum. It kind of walks through what is that process of opening up a bank account? What is important to look at in a bank? Is it FDIC insured? What are the different accounts for kids? So um, kind of walking students through that process. But especially in the younger years, I kind of feel like it's personal preference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good to know. All right, let's switch gears um, for right now. I want to talk about college. I want to talk about how to prepare our kids to go to college debt-free. And we um, we had a guest on, I think it was back in December, um, and she talked about several different ways to get our kids through college debt-free. She was very similar to you where she just was like, my parents didn't have money to send me to college. I had to figure it out because I didn't want to have a bunch of debt when I came out. Um, but I want to, I mean, 
you were able to win half a million dollars in scholarships and got yourself all the way through your master's degree. I mean, that's an incredible feat there. Talk to us about that and how we can prepare our kids to get through college. I, I We're there right now with my oldest. We're, we're, we're looking at possibly college. We're not exactly sure. You know, we're praying about what she wants to do. Um, but um, the field that she wants to go in may require um, some college. And so, so we're looking at that for the first time now. And I'm like, oh, how do we do this? Because it's scary. Um, tell us about your story. Yeah. Well, I think with you saying that it's scary, that's such an authentic and honest feeling that a lot of parents feel. They feel overwhelmed by the financial aspect. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to just process. There's so many different schools. There's so many different routes. It's just overwhelming. And I think the first thing is leaning into the uncomfortable, being willing to have the difficult money conversations where you talk to your kids about this is our financial situation. We either do or don't have money saved. You're going to be responsible for this. Like having those conversations that's so important. I think when you look at the media right now, everywhere you turn, there's an article about student loans and the debt crisis and all the people who feel like they're drowning. And when you talk to a lot of these people, which I do on a daily basis, you hear people just say, no one taught me about this in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, unfortunately, my parents didn't have that conversation with me. I had no idea that they didn't have money for me to go to college. Like, they just weren't aware. So having the courage as a parent, even if you feel shame around money, even if you're frustrated that you're not more prepared, like be willing to have those conversations and then lock arm with your student and say, OK, but we're going to walk this out. And I'm going to help you through this. So that was my story. My mom was an immigrant from Venezuela. My dad passed away from cancer when I was seven. And, you know, she was in this country, uh, a widow, overwhelmed, two kids, didn't know what to do and had to really fight through a lot of challenges. But come freshman year, she had the courage to have a conversation with me. And she said, Christina, I just can't afford to pay for your college education. So you need to start thinking about how you can pay for it. And she had actually heard about scholarships. And she's like, I've heard of these things called scholarships where people will help pay for your education. And so she really lit a fire under me that day. It was a hard conversation. I'll, I'll be honest. I hope it's not what every, you know, 13, 14 year old wants to hear. <laughs> but I did understand that she was just trying to help. I was yeah. like aware of our situation. And we got motivated and I started reading every book I could find on scholarships. I started interviewing alumni from my high school. I just got on fire to figure out, you know, how can I win these things and go to school debt free? And she locked arms with me and was willing to work through it with me. Yeah. Yeah. So give us some really practical ways that we can do that because it is overwhelming. I mean, it's just you, you, you hear scholarships and grants and this and that, and you're just like, where do I even start? So where's a good starting point for us? Yeah, well, I have a chapter in the curriculum that walks through a lot of tactical steps, but I will say just first sitting down and thinking through the resume portion of it. So a lot of people I talk to are, you know, they have seniors in high school and they're like, I just need to apply to apply. And it's like, take some, take some breathing room to think through, okay, how am I going to put my best foot forward when it comes to these applications and really create a strategy around that? Because once you have a really strong application, it makes it easier to apply to multiple scholarships and really stand out in the process. So if you have a younger student, that's awesome. I love catching parents when they have middle school students or students that are in their freshman year, because then we can really strategize about, you know, what kind of activities do they want to do to stand out in the process? And in doing that, it's like we want them to do activities that they love. So not only 
Are they doing things that help them stand out for scholarships? But they're building character. They're building leadership. They're learning to work in teams and they're building these life skills that it's really gonna help them in the long run. So that's the real goal to start with. And, um, and then from that, we can talk about essays and we can talk about searching for scholarships. Um, but I would start with looking at the foundation. Okay, so much more to talk about, uh, but we are out of time. We're gonna come back tomorrow. We're gonna talk more about this. We're gonna talk a little bit more about college and getting there, getting out debt-free um, and how we can do that and just how we can continue to prepare our kids for this life. Um, living debt-free and being able to impact God's kingdom um, with what he's given them. So thank you so much, Christina for being with us today. We will be back with you guys again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your afternoon and we'll see you then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.